Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Again, hockey fans, are you ready to brave the wild? With me, your host, Paladino Joey. It is Saturday, August the 31st, 2013. It is the end of August. That means, yes, that means training camp is right around the corner. With me today, once again, Neil Nate Dog Ceasing. <laughs> there he is, and yep, over the phone this time uh, for the second consecutive show. Uh, not in studio, hopefully in studio again. Yes, that would be nice. But <laughs> oh yep. yeah, mm-hmm. we know what scheduling can do, though, of course. And oh yep, yep, that's one of the reasons. <laughs> State of the wild is just about about two months later than normal, but hey, it's still before the preview. That's what counts, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, and you know, there's just schedules got in the way. I got busy. You, uh, yep, you got sick for a little while there, unfortunately. Uh, glad to know you're feeling better. Buddy. Huh? Thanks, buddy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, you, yeah, it's like you conked out for a second there. The, the sound did. I'm sorry, but it's good now. All right. Um, but yeah, we're here to review the. <laughs> review the 2012-2013 season, and also got to make a quick announcement, by the way, for those of you out there for the first time of Brave the Wild, uh, we are now uh, also on Dakota Sports FM, that's right, Dakota Sports FM, along with the sportsstuff.com, so, and of course, iTunes and Double Twist and all that good stuff, so none of that changes, but Travis Cranes from Dakota Sports FM has also brought Brave the Wild on there, isn't that exciting, Neil? Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I love it. Yep, internet internet radio also available on TuneIn, so if you're unable to sit in front of the computer out there, but you want to be able to hear the, the live stream of this show, there it is. Just simply check on Dakota Sports FM for the available time when this show plays in the future. And, of course, Purple Mafia and Timberwolves Explosion appear on there as well, along with the SportsShop.com and iTunes. All right, sorry for that, for talking too much on that, but... Here we are. This is episode 62, by the way, of Brave the Wild. I might want to mention that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a hell of a Stanley Cup Finals. A unbelievable Stanley Cup Finals. And the one team the Wild needed to get past in order to even get to the second round, well, they went all the way and won it, didn't they? Yeah. Sure Dog it. <laughs> oh, Boston. Unbelievable what they were able to pull off. Whoa. I mean, they pulled off a lot of upsets. They made an incredible comeback against Toronto, down three games to one. They made an insane comeback in, was it game seven? It was unbelievable in the first round against Toronto. Or game six, excuse me. Just a colossal collapse by the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, oh my God. Up by like three goals with like <laughs> ten minutes left, and they don't even win. Oh, man. And that's kind of what Game 6 of the Stanley Cup Finals was like for uh, Boston. you got to be kidding me. Yeah. 
Bruins leading by two with what was it like 50 seconds left, and like three seconds later, Bruins down by down. It's like you got to be kidding me. Ah, oh, you just knew it was over at that point. Mm. Pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Uh, Chicago just able to get it done, despite the awesome young goalie that Boston has. I mean, to think that. Oh, yeah, they just traded away Tim Thomas. You know, he helped them win a cup so easily. And the next thing you know, they just trade him. It's like, what? <laughs> oh. That was unbelievable. But then, yeah, then the young goalie, who was a backup in their Stanley Cup championship, just, you know, just those two years ago, it was an unbelievable story to see <laughs> Tuka Rask get it. Just He went out there and... Had a, had a great playoffs. He would have definitely been the consummate winner, I got to think, for the Bruins if they could have won it. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately for them, it just wasn't meant to be. Yes. Yep. Better luck next year. Yeah, better luck next year. Yep. Anything else you'd like to say about the Stanley Cup Finals, or shall we slide into wild talk? It was quite a series, I guess. It really was. It was. There was a lot of. <laughs> there was a lot of back and forth from both teams. It looked like, oh, this team's gonna win. No, this team's gonna win. Whoa, nah, nah. Chicago's gonna win. Damn it. No, actually, no. I didn't think Chicago was gonna win until, until they took that one goal lead in Game Six. It's like Boston's gonna come back and finish this thing somehow. Yeah. Nope. It's like nope. Uh, uh. <laughs> that had to sting for Boston uh, Bruins fans in their house. Just like it did for Toronto fans in their house. Man, that had to suck. Because, I mean, Boston won a seventh game on the road. You know, so it's like you figure if they can somehow survive this sixth game, and it looks like they're going to, you know, they could they could beat Chicago in game seven on the road. Nope. Huh. Uh, huh. Damn it. Yeah, Boston was one of those teams. I mean, I, I like Boston teams. Some of you out there probably know that already. Dakota Sports FM fans. May or may not know that yet. A little early, but depending on if you listen to other shows, Purple Mafia or Kimberly's Explosion. But yeah, yeah. Well, shall we slide into the season wrap up of the Minnesota Wild? The very late season wrap up. <laughs> Are you ready to roll? Yep. Well, how about the Wild? Yep. Of course, they get to the playoffs, losing the first round. Of course, four games to one to the Chicago Blackhawks. Looked overmatched from the get go. Um, that was just a, a definite frustration. It looked like there was hope for the future for this team, especially when you have like you know Parisi, Suter, uh, Brodine was a really nice. You know, I wouldn't call him a surprise because a lot of people saw him as as like either the second, no, first or second prospect in the whole organization. But surprise in terms of wow, he's this good this early, and boy, does he got a future in this league, Jonas Brodine. Uh, mm. Very exciting. And, of course, you add Pominville to the mix with Koivu and Parisi. I think that's a great top line. It's like, wow, well, what the hell? <laughs> it's like nothing really happened. Of course, Pominville's concussion didn't help either. Dang concussions. Yeah. All, it's Mr. Brown's fault over there from uh, <laughs> Dustin Brown of the L.A. Kings. You just got to love that, don't you? Mm-hmm. Sticking the elbow in Pominville's forehead. Thank you so much for that. Uh, derailed the Wilds' playoff hopes, pretty much. I mean, they made it, but, yeah, barely. And they were out of heels. Yep. Yeah. Yes, they were. So, really, the guess, because, I mean, we're, it's going to be more of an abbreviated wrap-up of the Wilds, because we're going to get more into the, you know, the free agency, the comings and goings. That's kind of more of the semi-fresh, you know, and to kind of get you guys caught up here before training camp. But, really, Overall, it's just the season wasn't quite what you had hoped, was it, coming in? Mm. Like, did this year meet your expectations, Neil? Did it? Well, I made it to the playoffs, so I guess um, I guess it was more than I expected. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Look at you. I mean, I, I suppose in a way, but, I mean, after signing Parisi and Suter, I was hoping it would be a little better, but I suppose in hockey, it's not quite the same as in other sports. Not quite Miami Heat-like, where you can go right to the, the NBA Finals after being, like, a terrible team <laughs> just by signing two guys. But still, I mean, I, 
I don't know. My hopes were a little higher. Uh, but, yeah, at least we finally got back to the playoffs again. It took about five years. Uh, I mean, to think, we, we started Brave the Wild in August 2008. And, by the way, we've celebrated our fifth birthday already for this show, which is insane this past month. But, geez, uh, this was the first ever season where Brave the Wild, you know, of Brave the Wild's history that we had a playoff team. So, I guess... Yeah, I suppose getting to the playoffs is a, is a is a nice stepping stone, a very small one, but at least you finally yeah. got in. <laughs> uh, hope hope the hope this team can build off of it. Mhm. Yeah, me too. Yeah, you gotta think they can. You gotta think that the possibility exists. You got all the young guys. You got Charlie Coyle. You got the, some newcomer coming in. I'll mention him shortly, of course. Mhm. A right winger from the New York Islanders. <laughs> um, but yeah, of course, Brodeen's continued development, I gotta think, should be a positive. Uh, Nicholas Backstrom has been re-upped as well. That's happened since the last show. Uh, happened pretty much right after the end of everything. I mean, while it was a situation where all the other goalies out there were gonna be insanely expensive, so if you could get Nicholas Backstrom at like three million a year, you kinda had to bite on that one, huh? Yeah, for sure. He's a mm. solid goalie. Yeah. Like even though he's getting a little older, uh, to go from his extremely expensive price tag that he had before to go down to three million, not you know, not a bad deal. So, not a bad deal at all, considering when you got like guys like Emery that signed for like five million a year who aren't better than Backstrom. So <laughs> maybe younger, but not better. Uh, so, that's, hmm? that's for sure. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to talk over you there. <laughs> I know how this can be at times, uh, uh, the audio and all that, but man, oh, live. You know, you have the, you know, you have Jason Zucker and guys like that as well coming up. There is a hope, and of course, Mikhail Granlin. Yes, you really got to hope there's going to be some progression with that guy coming in. Oh, my goodness. Man, oh, man. Last year, not quite what I had hoped, but I suppose maybe too much expectations were thrown on that young man coming in. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> hmm. That's for a way better season than what he had. Mm-hmm. I hope I hope the Wild can or I, I hope Randland can bring that this year. Definitely needed to bulk up. I mean he was a pretty small guy, isn't he? <laughs> mm-hmm. Smaller than Bouchard, basically, or about the same size. <laughs> mm. Man alive. He's definitely, you know and it's gonna be a, the ongoing question is gonna become is he a center or is he a wing? Just like that happened with Bouchard. Was he a center or a wing? And he just ended up becoming a wing, which wasn't the original plan. But mm. yeah. it's like, what can you do, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. <laughs> so with that, uh, the Wild uh, did not have a first-round pick due to the trade in acquiring Jason Pominville. Of course, Johan Larson also went to Buffalo in that trade. So, Wild ended up having a second-round pick, 46th overall. Defenseman Gustav Olofsson out of Sweden. Uh, Right-wing Curtis Gabriel went and came to the Minnesota Wild in the third round. Uh, fourth round, Dylan Lobby. Good name there. <laughs> uh, that was a defenseman. So, Wild already have three defensemen coming in uh, as of this fifth pick here in Carson Susie also out of Canada. Uh, we get a Minnesotan in the sixth round, center Avery Peterson. And defensemen again, that's four defensemen, and, you know, and like six picks there. Uh, Nolan DeJong out of Canada. And seventh round pick goalie, Alexandre Belanger. Belanger in the seventh round, 200th overall. So there's the Wilds draft. Can't say I can come on the air right now and tell you all the good stuff about these guys because you know there weren't the top prospects and there's a lots of there's lots of hockey prospects out there and if you're you know I mean because I'm I'm an NHL guy and uh, also I I like watching Gopher hockey so I'll I'll know I'll know a lot of those names but a lot of these guys are a bit more tough to follow wouldn't you say? Uh don't really know too many of those names. <laughs> no, it's one of those tough things. I mean, obviously, local guys, at times, we can know them. 
Uh, Avery Peterson I know a little bit about, but again, you know, it's, uh, yeah, he played for Grand Rapids High School, was able to get about, was able to get over 50 points in Grand Rapids High School, hoping for the best there. He was, uh, you know, the Wild tend to get uh, a lot of Minnesotans on in, into their system. Like you got Mario Lucia, Nick Sealer, and of course, uh, Howla from the Gophers, obviously not from Minnesota originally, but ended up moving here, you know, transplant. So got to like that. We got Howla. <laughs> Thank goodness for that. Uh, he's signed in, in the system. Hopefully he'll be on the Wild this coming season. We'll see. He was a seventh-round pick, and he went all the way to being like a legit prospect with the Wild. Leading scorer with the Gophers. Pretty cool. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, <laughs> Don't you love the Gophers, Neil? Don't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> NHL teams like to give uh, Don Lucia a lot of crap, though. <laughs> he doesn't develop players, does he? No, okay, sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I can't help it. It's just one of those one of those annoying things that, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. All right, so to move on into free agency, to get off of that topic, mercifully. <laughs> uh, yeah, here we go. Now we get into the interesting stuff. Cal Clutterbuck. Oh, Mr. Mr. Fan Favorite, but apparently a guy, the kind of guy that I think is starting to wear out his welcome with the organization for multiple reasons, and according to multiple sources inside you know, the wild and in media around the wild, guys like that, like Michael Russo and stuff with the Star Tribune. Clutterbuck, well, you know, he's one of those guys, he'll he'll hit somebody, but he won't, like, fight, fight with the guy. You know what I mean? Like, when the guy wants to fight, he'll just skate away, so then someone else has to deal with it. <laughs> mm, what do you think of Clutterbuck's departure? Mm, uh, I was kind of a fan of him because he was a... The guy that always hit people. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. That's what he was. He was a hitter. Uh, one one other thing that, you know, his production dropped this past year in a big way. I mean, you look at him as like a potential 20-goal guy, and it just seemed like night in, night out. He wasn't a factor. Offensively, he was just hitting people, and even that was kind of on the decline a bit this past year. Uh, Unfortunately. So, mm, He's the kind of guy that I guess, I guess, according to sources, you know, I mean, I wasn't there, but sources were. <laughs> he was rubbing, he was starting to rub people the wrong way a little bit inside the organization. You know, obviously other players, because other players would have to take kind of take the rap for him when he's out, you know, nailing people, and then he wouldn't stand up for, you know, he wouldn't kind of stand up for himself when players on the other team wanted to, wanted to, you know, go at it. You know, he's the kind of guy he'll hit somebody and then skate away instead of fight. So it's one of those things in hockey. If you're going to hit somebody, you should be willing to, to pay for it once in a while rather than make your teammates pay for it. You know, it's just one of those things. <laughs> uh, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, most fans probably don't think about that much, especially if they're more on the casual side. But mm, it's one of those insider type things, like in baseball, like, It'd be like if a pitcher is constantly stirring things up and hitting people, so then now all the uh, players, now all of your guys are going to get hit by a pitch, you know, because uh, your pitcher is being a little crazy, you know what I mean? Uh, it's just one of those things, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Aren't you going to miss Clutterbuck, though? Aren't you going to miss him? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'll miss him a little bit, because it's, yeah, yeah, it's just a shame that he didn't fight more. That's what the complaint was, and you know, that's what the complaint was, and that kind of player is actually quite common. <laughs> it's kind of funny, too, because we signed, like, a very similar type of guy much later, yeah, later on in the summer. Not much later, but later on in the summer, and it's just kind of made the fan base cringe a little bit. You kind of know who I'm talking about, I'm sure, but we'll save that. <laughs> <laughs> you probably have an idea who I'm talking about, don't you? Ah, uh, yep, you're just like, yeah, sure, Joe. No, <laughs> But no, the Wild did trade Clutterbuck to the New York Islanders, so we don't have to deal with him in our conference or division or any of that. Unlike Sotoguchi, we will have to deal with him, the second best hitter on the team. But yeah, the trade was for Nino Niederreiter. That's right, Nino Niederreiter. Try to say that fast three times. Yes. <laughs> yes, El Nino is coming to the Wild. I 
high prospect that hasn't done all that much just yet, unfortunately, in this league. But again, it's early. That's the fortunate part. Like to look up Nino Niederreiter's uh, production so far in the league. It's you know, it's just it's not making anybody blush just yet. But being a very high pick, yeah, tw- uh, fifth fifth overall pick in 2010. Wow. Yeah, fifth overall pick in 2010. But, yeah, in 55 games in 2011-2012, 55 games he only scored. It's like, am I looking at this correctly? It's like, I can't believe what I'm seeing. I <laughs> He scored, excuse me, he scored 50, or excuse me, he scored one goal in 55 games. Wow. <laughs> one, one goal. I, I'm just... When you look at this stat, and he was a minus 29. Ah, well, I guess he fits right in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. Really? You know, so that's the fear. The production level doesn't exist yet. Uh, Of course, he's out of Switzerland. That explains the, you know, the uniqueness of the name a bit. Maybe doesn't sound Canadian or American. So uh, also played nine games with the New York Islanders, and he got Two points, that and then. Can you believe that? He doubled the production in only nine games. Uh-huh. 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 2010, 2011. Might get free with us. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> he might. Yeah, he might. I hope he does. Yeah. I hope he does. It's just, I can't get over that, though. And the first time I saw that, really? You know? Man, alive. It's like, all right, Nito, wow, fifth overall pick. I forgot about that. I, I remember now briefly, you know, just vaguely, because it's like, yeah, a guy gets drafted and then he disappears in the minor league system for uh, one to five years, we'll say. Five is like a five is really long, probably more like three to four, but at the most. But man, it's like, it resurfaces with his team that he's supposed to be on and gets one goal and no assists. No assists in 55 games. Uh. Yowzers. I know the Islanders stink, but... That's us. <laughs> huh? That's what I was going <laughs> to Yeah, it's like, I know they stink, but good God. I mean, okay, all right. Well, El Nino. Good thing we didn't get La Nina, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Might be called uh, El Nino after this season. Huh? He might be called El Nino after this season. Yeah, yeah, La Nina. Yep. Oh man, that would make him the biggest disappointment. Hey, let's help. We're gonna get to that very shortly. Actually, in fact, no, we'll save that for. We'll save that for. No, actually, we should do it now. Actually, unfortunately, it's like it's supposed to be near the end of the show, but due to the scheduling, it's supposed to. But due to the scheduling, see, it's like you go with State of the Wild. And then on to free agency. But I guess in this case, it's just like you just have to, you know, like, stay, uh, excuse me, free agency show would follow. But in this case, we have to do it all together. So it's making it a little bit different here. Um, so before we continue into free agency, we might as well get into the MVP now. That almost threw me off there a little bit. Uh, do you have a most valuable player for the Minnesota Wild last season? I would have to say Zach Parisi. Ooh, there you go. And 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 your reason being? <laughs> and I don't mean that in a negative way. I'm just kidding. No, talk. Yeah, talk about it a little bit. Um, he just uh, seemed to always be in the right spot on the ice. Mm-hmm. He'd be, you know, uh, he was a great goal scorer, raping. 18 goals, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and 20 assists and 38 points, and he uh, was great on power play, and uh, yeah, just uh, he had a high amount of shots, 182, so, mm-hmm. and yeah, he's amazing this year, and made a uh, Miko Koivu looked pretty good, too. He did help, didn't he? He did help oh, in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't, I definitely, he's he's second place on my list. Can you believe it? Second place? Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, he was, yeah, I mean, obviously, he's he's fantastic. 
what surprised me about him, and it's like we should know. It's like obviously we kind of know this from watching him, you know, and with the New Jersey Devils and, of course, the Olympic hockey team and all that good stuff, you know, and team that almost won the gold, almost. He was the captain of that team. But it's like, man, just didn't realize just how hard that guy works, playing game in and game out constantly. Well, He's a beast. I mean, you don't really see star players work as hard as that. I mean, he works as hard as a third-line guy, yet he is a top-line guy. Because mm-hmm. usually you think of the third-line guys as, like, the guys that really grind and hit people and stuff and, and chase after puck and all that good stuff. But Parisi, he's got that ability to grind, like, no tomorrow. I, I think mm, it, it increases his value, in my mind, and it makes him an even better captain. Yep. Mm-mm. But here's the MVP for myself. Yes. Are you ready? Are you ready? <laughs> for me, yeah. For me, it's the guy that should have won the Norris Trophy. And just he just didn't win it. Doggone it. He should have won the Norris Trophy. He started the season a little slow. But then when he started hitting stride, it was like, oh, my God. This guy's incredible. And that would be Ryan Suter. The other, the other big signing, yes. <laughs> for me, Ryan Suter, huh? Uh, yep, yep. For me, Ryan Suter was, he was an absolute MVP of this club last year, and I, I do believe should have won the Norris Trophy. That is not a homer pick, ladies and gentlemen. It's not. I mean, just watching the way he played, and the, the how important he was to this team in general. I mean, you know, not only. Did he assist? I'm like, it just you know, he got 28 assists, by the way. This is in very limited time. Like how you mentioned the 18 goals and all that stuff with Parisi. This is in limited time, we have to remember, too, because it was lockout shortened. Only, uh, yeah, only a 48-game uh, season. 32 points from a defenseman. The guy, you know, to go along with being a, an elite defenseman. I mean, a few lapses here and there, unfortunately. But... Man, also not only the production as like you know in scoring and and defensively, but also the leadership he showed in helping develop Jonas Brodeen. Jonas Brodeen's development absolutely has to do with uh, Ryan Suter as well. Like when they put those two together, it was like wow, <laughs> one of the best defensive pairings in the league. Believe it or not, it's just unfortunately after those two, it's like oh my god, the drop off is like. Uh, Mount Everest, like to the next level. Oh boy! All right. So for the sake of moving on, so I don't ramble too much. Sorry. <laughs> uh, who who would be your who would be your biggest surprise? Or actually, no. Let's do the biggest disappointment first. Your biggest disappointment for this last season. Oh, uh, let's see. Well, probably Tomlin. Really? Look at you. I was hoping for such a for such a when we got him. I was hoping for like such a great uh like you know year from him, and then uh, then he got injured. Mm hmm. That was the unfortunate part. I mean, it's disappointing in terms of the injury. Yeah. Yeah. Seemed like when he was here, though, he really helped us make the playoffs. But I suppose, I mean, I suppose. <laughs> Look at you. Nope. <laughs> you know, I almost went with Cal Clutterbuck. I was this close, but then it's like, you know what? I, I, Cal Clutterbuck was disappointed, yes, very. I mean, his production dropped dramatically. Uh, he, he's just, he's not that 20-goal scorer that everybody wants to, to call him. Okay, he might get that in... New York Islander land, but we're happy for him, you know. But New York Islander land, excuse me for that. I couldn't help it. Uh, but really the biggest disappointment in a lot of ways was Mikhail Granlin. I mean, what what happened here? Doggone yeah. it, you know. Doggone it. Two goals, six assists. Who? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, really, you know. That was, ah, uh, oh, that stung. It, it really did because he's, he was looked on as uh, a guy that could just be an absolute stud in this league, and that's all we got out of him. What the hell? Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, and it's not even just the stats, but his overall play in general was just like I don't know, I don't know. 
<laughs> just nothing and, nothing to brag about at all. Zero defensive presence. Um, I mean, I'm more physical than this guy. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, it's like, what the hell? And obviously, you can't, I mean, you can't expect everybody to be physical or anything, but it's just, in general, his development was not where we had hoped. And clearly, the, the organization made a mistake throwing him to the Wolves as quickly as they did. I mean, I think he could have spent some more time in Houston. Or Yeah, yeah, it's still, it was still Houston. Now it's the Iowa Wild. What a creative name. <laughs> Sorry, but yeah, now they're, now they're calling the minor league team the Wild also. It's just... Just, you know, change the name. Come on. Why do you get have the same name? <laughs> uh, come on. That's that's dumb. I don't know. I'm sorry. Uh, mm. But no, I mean, apparently he just wasn't ready. Not physically ready, not mentally ready for the league yet. And hopefully that changed this summer. Mm. Cross your fingers, right? Yep. With Kyle Granlin, definitely for me, the disappointment of 2013. Do you have a big surprise, or would you like me to do mine first? Uh, you can go first. Like, please, Joey, hurry up. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it's I. It's like it could be one of two guys: Charlie Coyle or Jonas Brodeen. The way they emerged, you know, see a lot of the other young guys. It's like they didn't emerge as much as we'd hoped. It's like, oh man, like Grandland especially, but other guys as well. Uh, Marco Scandella was a kind of a nice little surprise at the last second in the postseason after being a colossal disappointment coming into the year. Uh, two year, yeah, Scandella two years ago was looked on as the stud defenseman of the entire uh, organization, in, uh, prospect wise, prospect wise. And then we started drafting all these defensemen like Jonas Perdine, Matt Dumba, and all them. And all of a sudden, Scandella just like lost it. Like what the hell? <laughs> but yeah, and he was sent down and all that and. And then they call him up at the last second going into the playoffs, which was a very wise move. And he was nice surprise, but okay, I'm going too long. Uh, <laughs> um, but ultimately, the surprise of the year, Jonas Brodeen. I mean, he came in right, I mean, just one year after being drafted. Still very, very thin, you know, obviously very thin guy. And it just looked like an a bona fide superstar in the making at on uh, you know and the defensive pairing with Ryan Suter bona fide superstar in the making Jonas Brodeen. Hmm. how do you feel about this young man hmm? tell me about Jonas Brodeen. Yeah, looking uh like uh like uh, quite a stud uh, defensive you know tough and you know uh Knows how to, you know, uh, play defense, gritty player. Mm-hmm. He's got the he's got the goods. He does. He has the it factor, right? That's what we like to say in the in the sports media, don't we? Yes. That's excited. So, do you have a big surprise for, or excuse me, do you have the biggest surprise for last year? I remember last year talking about Miko Koivu and. Um, how uh, he was a, kind of a letdown for me last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, now it's just like total opposite, how he's like pretty much uh, like 360, how he's like totally, he's pretty awesome this year. Mm-hmm. During the season, you know, the playoffs, though, a lot of people complained about him, but... Uh, you know, I I almost was gonna go into the the old rip center about him, but I guess I better just chill about it. <laughs> it's yeah. like you know, after settling down and thinking about it, I kind of slowed down a bit. But yeah, during the regular season, he did step up a bit, and then all of a sudden, right right around playoff time, I was like, wow. And even a little bit before, it's like his production just completely vanished, and he made some bad uh, he made some big mistakes actually in the Chicago series, but no. and. That's the one thing. That's the sad part. But I suppose, uh, I suppose during the regular season you could call him that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Now you're going to kill me, aren't you? Oh yeah. Oh, you've you've had enough of my negativity, haven't you? Oh yeah. I just, uh... <laughs> 
Oh, Claybrook. Yeah, I mean, the playoffs, he really, oof. Oh, oh. I was ready to trade him, but, no, like, trade him for, like, a fourth-round pick, practically. Okay, I didn't say that. <laughs> All of our three listeners remaining have, have tuned out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at me. All right, so that <laughs> that will conclude the season wrap-up. Okay. Oh, man. Yeah, it, last year, doggone it. Just the more I think about it, it's like, ah, man, we got. I don't know. I want more. It's got me hungry for more coming in. Oh, so now we get back to free agency. Now that we've danced around that a bit, uh, Wild were unable to buy out Danny Heatley. A lot of people look at him, uh, you know, freeing up that seven point five million dollar cap hit could have uh, could have helped the Wild keep Matt Cullen. That would have been really nice. I mean, losing Matt Collin, the Wild lose Matt Collin, like I said five times already, sorry, to the National Predators. Ugh. Yeah, that was a shame. Huge shame. Huge shame. Like the ultimate second-line center, really. Not in star like level, but leadership. Yeah, he was, uh, seemed like he always won the face-offs for us. Mm-hmm. And he would get clutch goals. Mm-hmm. Clutch assists. Yeah. I mean... Remember how Setaguchi was looked on as a disappointment? You know, when first we saw him as like a like a title. Was it last year? The year before last, whatever. When he first got here, you know, first line guy to go with Heatley and Koivu. Here we go. And then they send him to the down to there. Yeah, they drop him down to the second line. He joins Matt Cullen, and all of a sudden his production just whoa. It was like holy cow. So I mean, Matt Cullen absolutely was a factor in Setaguchi's improvement. So. Well, we we raised his trade value. <laughs> no, <laughs> kind of sad. I mean, bye bye second line, huh? Setaguchi, what a nice reward they! What a nice reward for the second line. Like you, you don't resign Colin, you trade Setaguchi. Wow. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of sucks. <laughs> mm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, see, when I was going to call Charlie Coyle a surprise, it was. You know, it's like, man, he went all the way up to the top line. And it's not because he was, like, an elite scorer yet, but it's just the potential is absolutely there. And it just seemed like he got to the NHL level quicker than I than I expected. I thought maybe he was, a, like, a half, like a year to a half year away, and boom, there he was playing regular ice time with the top line. So that's why I thought about that. Uh, sorry for bouncing there. Oh, Matt Cullen, doggone it. Mm, that was a drag. Uh, it was two years, seven million for him. So three and a half million dollars for Matt Cullen. Would have been nice if Heatley could have been bought out, but that's the end of that. A guy the Wild were not going to bring back, regardless of what was available and what wasn't. That was Pierre Mark Bouchard. Are you gonna miss him? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I always miss the. Is uh, Spinneroni. Mm-hmm. He was. He had some nice little skill, didn't he? Mm-hmm. He was a skilled son of a gun, that Pierre Marc Bouchard. And early on in his career, now by the way, this one of the longest lasting players in Wild history. Uh, 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 yeah, t- about ten years with the Wild, Pierre Marc Bouchard. Yep. Incredible. He was actually on the the roster on the team that you know had that awesome run back in '03. He was a rookie that year. Was Pierre Marc Bouchard? Hmm. And he was already balding back then. <laughs> oh, that guy. Yeah, he was balding at age 18. I still remember when he was drafted. But, yeah, it's kind of sad in, in that sense because, yeah, he goes all the way back. Man, long time. Longest yep. longest tenured member of the, the Wild history. Peter Mark Bichard, 10 years. So that's the sad part. Uh, you know, And early on in his career, he was so durable for such a small guy. And then all of a sudden, that durability just went out the window. Because once he had the, con- once he had that concussion, it was like he kept having concussions and then other injuries and such. Just, oh, yeah. come on, man. And then his production kind of went from real good to, eh, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. To just like, okay, he's doing really well to, where is he? Mm-hmm. What has he done now? <laughs> no, it's like eight games without a goal, 15 games without a goal. Where is Pierre Marc Bouchard? Oh, he got two goals, you know. <laughs> Yeah, very inconsistent, but man, when he when his skill was at its peak, though, he was awesome, especially on those little shootouts, wasn't he? Yeah, for sure. 
Wasn't it precious? Okay, <laughs> look at me. Ah, <laughs> oh, yep, and I guess there's Mikhail Granlund. Hopefully he can... Oh, well, you know, I hope so. <laughs> He's both of them first-round picks. Granlund and Booch and Booch. <laughs> Hoping for the best there. Uh, a guy that was bought out, so to free up some cap space that helped us make some new signings, was Tommy Tom Gilbert out of Bloomington Jefferson. He is oot. Tom Gilbert started out strong, and a lot of people thought that he was one of those guys that uh, was brought here via trade from Edmonton to help uh, to help lure Zach Parisi and, and Ryan Suter. Because he was friends with both of them. But now, well, after a strong start, he pretty much bit the dust. Like, you're like, who's that, right? <laughs> yeah, you, you probably barely remember him because he was so invisible last year, wasn't he? At least mm. after the first month, right? Yeah. And pretty expensive guy, about $4 million a year. Hey. Tom Gilbert. Yeah, he got about eight points like right out of the gate, like two weeks in. And I think he finished with like ten. <laughs> Isn't that great? Uh, not really. Uh, no, right? Uh, no. I love Tom Gilbert. I do. Oh boy, are, are you having fun yet, Neil? Are you having fun? <laughs> yeah, this is a wacky show, isn't it? It's wacky. It, it is what it is. He finished with thirteen points. Woo, go Tom Gilbert. Yeah, I, I yeah I remember now. He got a couple of. Uh, Couple of small productive games later on, but well, he's he was immediately uh, replaced with Keith Ballard. Keith Ballard returning to Minnesota, who also was disappointing last year and the last couple of years in Vancouver. Keith Ballard, former Gopher, national champion. Keith Ballard coming home. Uh, huh? Huh? Yabba dabba dabba <laughs> Keith Ballard's coming home. Hmm. Do you like it? Oh yeah. I do too. I'm 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 excited. I'm very I'm actually pretty excited. Hopefully this is a buy low type of deal. I hope so. I mean get fingers crossed. His production was so porous in Vancouver, but he was a thirty point guy in Phoenix, so I guess uh cross your fingers, hope for the best with that one. Oh, mm. I hope so. He's going to be paired with Marco Scandella, so a couple guys that were kind of, you know, that were very disappointing last year. I mean, man, Keith Ballard got only two points last year in 36 games. Uh, It's just you look at his production level. When he was with Phoenix and Florida, he was averaging about 30 to 35 points a season. His third year in the league, he only got 21 with Phoenix. But other than that, very valuable guy. Um, Goes to Vancouver. Listen to these numbers, and you'll listen to these numbers. Huh? And, and and listeners, of course. In 2010, or, you know, yeah, 09 and 10, whatever, 65 games, 7 points. The next year, 47 games. Only 47 games, 7 points. And last year, 36 games and 2 points. So, also a bit with the injury bug a bit, obviously. Zero, I mean, wow. 16 points in 3 years. So yeah, it didn't work out in Vancouver, did it? It's it's that brutal, huh? It's brutal. I think he went there to sabotage them. What do you think? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna hold out hope that that's why he went there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, why why not? You know, Minnesotans hate those Vancouver Canucks, even though we're not gonna be in the same division anymore. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, we're gonna come home. Yeah, we'll talk about that more in the preview. But yeah, we got our new division back. Uh, our, our, our new old division. That's why I'm getting all confused. You're calling our new division back. <laughs> our old new division. I'm glad about that. <sighs> Somewhat. With a couple of new new teams like Winnipeg and Nashville. But, eh, you know, it's one of those things. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm happy about Keith Ballard, though, coming home. Hopefully that production will change and we'll get that 25-point guy or so. Yeah. Uh. He's thirty, by the way, thirty. But yeah, bargain basement deal, two years, three million, million and a half per year. Nice. Mm-hmm. Matt Cook, what do you think about this one? 
Oh, we replace, we get rid of Cal Clutterbuck. Yeah, we don't want to rub people the wrong way, so let's bring in Matt Cook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What were they thinking? Right? <laughs> oh, what do you think about this signing? He's my age, by the way. He's like 34, Matt Cook. Do you like it? Oh, yeah. How can you like signing Matt Cook? How can you? <laughs> this guy's a, this guy's like a, okay, no, he's not quite as bad as about as I was about to say, but uh, you 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 are aware of Matt Cook's uh, reputation, aren't you? All those cheap shots and stuff, <laughs> trying to chop off a guy's ankle or something with his skate. Uh, yeah, aren't you? You are aware of that, aren't you? Look at you. <laughs> you're like, yeah, Matt Cook. No, no, you're probably uh, yeah, but but you love it. You want us to. Wants to injure the other players? Yeah, Percy's going to come after you, Joe. Huh? Going to come after you, Joe. He's probably listening, isn't he? Yep. Matt, if you're listening, welcome to Minnesota. <laughs> he basically went on an ongoing spiel. I, I, I'm i a changed guy. Come on now. I'm, I'm a changed guy. I'm, I'm a good guy. I'm so excited to be in Minnesota. I love you guys so much. I'm, you know, never meant anything personal, you know. <laughs> Obviously, he was one of the most infamous members of that Vancouver Canucks team that we played in that playoff series, and I'm sure you affectionately remember that series. Mm-hmm. Todd Bertuzzi and Matt Cook were probably the two, yeah, were the most hated members of that of that team. Ew. Oh Lord, don't you miss him? Don't you? <laughs> don't you miss uh, being on a nice playoff team? Yeah. Oh, I miss it. I miss it, Neil. I miss it. Oh. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers mm. crossed. Mm. Crossed. Mm-hmm. So one final thing, one final thing. Yep. Andrew Brunette. Yes, Andrew Brunette. Yeah, he was he was brought in as a as a scout and like a guy who could, you know, work with the players and such, work with the organization, the free agency, uh I believe vice president of player uh, player operations, all that good stuff. Vice president of operations with the with the, the hockey side. You got to like that. Um, nice. Yeah, still still scouts also, but he's also working with the players on the power play behind the scenes. Isn't that cool? Wow. Andrew Burnett's all over the place. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, I, I love it. Uh, he's he's everywhere. It, you know, he's still going to be a member of the front office, but he's also helping the players on the ice as well. So kind of cool. Yeah, throw him in the game once in a while. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> I I wish. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Uh, I'm getting teary eyed right now because I remember he was one of the most valuable members of that team. Mm-hmm. We talk about it oh so much, don't we? We all know what that team was. Yeah. Oh three, baby. Oh three. Yep. When Keith ba- huh? Yep. When I graduated, oh three. Mm-hmm. Man, yep. It's it's been a while. I, I'm a '98er, unfortunately. No, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, when Keith Ballard was winning national championships, who was winning a national championship in '03 with the Gophers, Matt Cook, uh, Matt Cook, Matt Cook was <laughs> was spearing, spearing, uh, spearing wild players, getting booed like crazy with the fans. And Andrew Burnett was scoring series-ending goals on the road. So it's like, it's kind of cool looking at these names here all together. Uh, Pierre Marc Richard was getting uh, scratched because he was too young and not ready for the for the big time just yet. He was getting scratched that year. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, aren't I mean? A little bit. He was, he was getting scratched. Yeah, he's he's just too small. <laughs> Get off the ice. Okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. All right. So with that, I think we're going to probably call it a day for now. And we're going to get into a season preview. That will be – that's going to be a lot of fun, actually. We're going to preview – so I'm going to kind of talk about that briefly here. Episode number 63 of Brave the Wild will be NHL season preview. We're going to talk extensively about the Wild and what what we like coming in. What's to be excited about? All that good stuff. We're going to make some predictions. Yes. We're going to make some predictions in each conference. Ultimately, we're going to decide what two teams are going to go to the conference finals on on the East and the West. 
That will be fun. We're going to eventually, we're going to each pick our Stanley Cup champion as well. Are you looking forward to it? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, I can't wait for that. Uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be ready to rock and roll with that one. This one, it's like, yeah, I'm I'm glad we were still able to do State of the Wild tonight. Uh, it's just we really apologize. It was so late, so it's just one of those things. Um, we're gonna have a really really good show for you though in the season preview. This one was just something simply something we had to do. We wanted to bridge the gap from. Was it shucks the post the postseason last year to today, and we were able to do that successfully tonight. I hope, right? <laughs> Hopefully, able to do that. Uh, bridge the gap for you out there. We hope you enjoyed the show. We will be back soon to talk more Minnesota Wild hockey to do some predictions and uh, try to sell hope, but also don't sell too much because we gotta we gotta we gotta focus on the negative too sometimes because that's the name of the game. Thanks again, Neil, for joining me. Hopefully we can get together again for this one, for this next one. Maybe even in studio would be nice again, just like old times, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be awesome. Yeah, we'll be we'll be we will be on our game that night and we'll be ready to regardless if it's over the phone or in person, we'll be ready to preview the season and hopefully get all of you excited for the oncoming year. I can't believe it's gonna be hockey season. Oh man, I can't wait. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, hopefully something better, nice longer playoff run this time. <laughs> All right, so thanks again, everybody, for listening. Dakota Sports FM, obviously the sportsstuff.com, the flagship website for this show. You can listen to us on iTunes. You can, uh, that's, of course, for Apple devices. Uh, Double Twist is for Android devices. It mirrors iTunes. It does exactly the same stuff iTunes does. So when this show gets uploaded onto iTunes, it's also uploaded onto Double Twist at the same time. So if you have an Android device, you can listen to this show just as easily as if you had an iPhone or iPod or iPad or I I don't care. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> or I don't care, right? Oh, man. Sorry about that. And, of course, BlackBerry. Um, I'm sure you can get Yeah, you can get it on TuneIn for sure. No, I'm not sure about the app for that one. That would mirror iTunes. Possibly Double Twist again. And Microsoft, you simply just search for it in the uh, store. You'll find it. Good stuff. All right, so we will be back within a week or two to preview the season. But until then, do take care. And thank God the heat is gone. The heat is gone <laughs> for all of us humid humidity haters. Take care, everybody. Huh? Yep. Oh, yeah. Take care, everybody. Oh, yeah.